slightly overran again in what's becoming quite a habit of splitting these episodes into two parts. But it was all good stuff, or all will be good stuff, because this has definitely been recorded before the bit you're about to hear. So, welcome back, Alan. Thanks for coming back. Oh, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, you definitely have come back and haven't just recorded this in one slot and we're faking it that we did it in two. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Excellent. So, as we were saying... I'll tell you what, though. Like, I'm I'm not annoyed and, like, fair, you know, hats off to something, but obviously, you know... I've got some competitors out there who who are producing games, you know, and good for them. They're producing content, but um, there's a there's a group of guys from Europe who produce videos, uh, you know, and there's they're still playing, and I'm like, well, they've obviously not got the same COVID restrictions as as we have, so yeah, they can play games. You know, their channel's doing great because they can produce videos. <laughs> so you know, and then and then there's another guy who's I think from the UK who's like producing videos, but he's, he's got his, he's taught his wife or his girlfriend how to play. And so she's like the person he's played against. And I was just like, uh, I was just like, is that not an option for you? No, my, my missus, um, you know, you know, I love her to bit and she's bits and she's like really supportive and everything, but I'm not going to drag her into that. You know, um, you know, so, you know, (laughs) <laughs> but I was just like, oh my god, these guys are gonna produce content, <laughs> you know, and I can't. Um but yeah, I've got like a list of people to come onto the channel again. So, you know, you know, once you've finished Isles, you're coming on, aren't you? And then um yes, I'll quick uh, I'm for some reason I'm now on a painting mission for these hires. Mm. So um I was saying this ages ago, but um when this all started, you think, well, at least I'll get something painted. And then I just didn't do any. I haven't done any. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're now month nine, and it looks like nothing has changed in your painting pile. So, but for some reason, since the new year, when I committed on live, on live stream, to um, getting 2,400 points of high elves painted and ranking lower mid table at a tournament, uh, that was my two New Year's resolutions. It's right. had a bit of an effect. So when these are done, I'll um, I'll, I'll guest appear if you if you need some. If, if, if your actual guest drops out last minute, I will guest appear. I don't want to um, upset you or anything, but the tournaments are twenty five hundred points, not twenty four hundred. That's right. I'll just paint another frost out, Phoenix. That's <laughs> right. sort of on it or something. <laughs> yeah, well, like. For me now, I've got um, a high elf army that's fully painted. Got about like three thousand points of high elves fully painted, and I've got about you know the same in in dark elves. And so, um, you know, I've got them, and then I've got about something like five thousand points of chaos demons painted, and you know, same again in. You know, maybe like three thousand points of warriors of chaos. So I've I've got like, you know, a, a few different armies to to play on the channel. It's enough to be getting on with, isn't it? But you, but they're all they're all top tier armies. You know, I've said high elves. I've said 
Dark Elves, I've said warriors and I've said demons. <laughs> so, like, not a, like, not a... of uh, Bretonians, uh, <laughs> you know, kings. Uh... Yeah, so there's there's two armies that I'm working on at the moment. I'm working on ogres um, because I managed to get my hands on like a 2,500 point army for not much money. Um, so I'm in, I'm like trying to paint them, but that's for the channel it's not really for me it's for the channel so i'm finding it hard to paint them because i'm not excited by ogres like don't get me wrong i think they're cool and everything but me personally i'm not excited by them so i'm painting them because i've got them and it's another army to appear on the channel so that progress has been slow but i've recently picked up the um the tomb king like vibe and i'm like i'll do tomb kings and it's all skeletons, so I can paint it really quickly as well. So, um, yeah, I'm more excited about the thinking. So, yeah, I have my, one of my funniest games ever against um, ogres. Um, uh, it was at, I think it was the same tournament. I, you caught me on to um, Elario, the White Lion Horde of Death. Um, just everything exploded. Like his uh, butcher miscast blew up. And caused the unit a rout, and I thought, yeah, I'm in here. And then I think I've miscast, you know, the, the two dice miscast. My mm. mage exploded, <laughs> dead. <laughs> like, everything is going wrong. It was you know, a game that's like, this is just so nonsensical. I think it's like yeah. what, Graham likes the chaos and nonsense of uh, element of fantasy, and that was it. Like, yeah, I'm, you know, you just predict it. Like, I've miscast, and I know I'm going to roll the one to four result. I just know it. There we go. <laughs> I, I had my worst ever game against Ogres. And it's not because I performed badly or because he performed badly. It was the worst game, in my opinion, of Warhammer I ever had because the game didn't happen. What like what happened was I was playing like Graham had organized like a meetup, you know, and we'll have like a little mini tournament, you know, get a few of us together. And so I you know, I've driven like over an hour to get there. And I, you know, I and I said to everyone I played against, I was like, I've got my because at the time I only had two fully painted armies, and as I said, I only like playing with fully painted armies. So I said, right, I've got my high elves, or I've got my warriors of chaos, right? What do you want to play against, <laughs> right? And the guy who's using Ogres is just like, I don't want to play against high elves. So I was like, right, I'll use my warriors of chaos, and he went fine. And so, um, he got. Yeah, he got turn turn one. Uh, he in, in to be like to be fair. Yeah, I was using a, a demon prince, and so I was using like a demon prince of Nurgle, and he was using like a warrior block and a hell cannon, and you know Chimera. But it, it wasn't like the most competitive army I could do. But he was complaining right from the start about my army being com- really competitive, and I'm like, you've got you know an iron guts bus, you've you've got two iron blasters, yeah. It, you haven't taken a non-filth army yourself. But, you know, I just let it roll over me because I'm used to hearing it now. And I was just like, I just thought that to myself. Anyway, he goes first and, like, his cannon misfires but doesn't blow up and then the other one misses. And I was like, you know, fair enough. Um, And then on my turn one, um, like, I moved, like, my greater demon up the flank, you know, my camera up the flank and stuff like that and i fired my hell cannon at and he thought i was probably gonna like target his general's angus unit but i was like 
he's got like units over there that aren't in leadership range of his general. So I like <laughs> shot my hell cannon at him, like killed an ogre. And because he's like leadership seven normally, minus one from the hell cannon, leadership six, like that unit fled, caused paddock on another unit, and then that unit fled, you know, and that guy's kind of thing. And he was like, oh, this game's bullshit, you know, and he's like, oh, I much prefer 40k. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> like, you know, I shot at you with one gun, and you think 40k is better? You know, and, it, <laughs> and, and, and so in his turn too, like, he, he fired his cannon at, like, my demon prince, and I went, oh, he's got a charm shield, and, you know, I charm shielded it. And he was just like, right. And he just packed up his army and walked off. <laughs> you know, so I've, I've had one turn. I've driven over an hour to get there. You know, giving him the selection of army. And I've played one turn. And he's gone, oh, this is bullshit. Packed up his army. And, and he just left. He just left left the building. <laughs> and and I was like, right. And Graham was like, what, what did you say to him? And I was like... Got charm shield. I, I, I said, I said, I've got charm shield. You know, I like take <laughs> take a panic test on your balls. You know, like you know, like, that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, you know, I don't mean you know, no will against the guy. You know, I've I've got no like hard feelings or anything. You know, um, I'm sorry that you you know if you're listening, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy the game or anything. But I don't think he's listening. You know, but it, you know, I just want to you know cover it because. You know, the thing is, is like even if you're losing, there's two people trying to enjoy that game, and it's about trying to make the game enjoyable for the other person as well as yourself. And so I don't like, even if I'm getting absolutely stomped. You know, I I played a game once and I got zero vic- I got zero points in the game, like zero victory points. Yeah, and. He he got all my points. He got twenty five hundred points plus my general plus my BSP plus banners and everything. All that, that, that. I got zero. Yeah, I've been absolutely stomped, but I'm not gonna like complain about it or make the game worse for the other person and you know be a bitch about it for like you know lack of a better term. You know because there's two people there. There's two people trying to enjoy the game. You both try to enjoy the hobby, and it's just it's just a bad attitude. I think so. No. No offense to the guy or anything, you know. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it, but you know, hopefully next time, you know, it'll be better. But that's my worst ever game, and I'll never forget it now because it's my worst ever game. <laughs> well, it's committed to a multi-million subscribed uh, podcast now, so you know, it's, it, it's gonna to... go. It's it's locked away in the vault now. <laughs> it's it's out there for all time. Yeah, like with the charmed shield. I can't. Yeah. The only the, the worst game I've had. I, I, I've talked about it. At, um, I keep referencing myself. Yeah, that's very self-obsessed. <laughs> is that t- sixth edition tournament I went to in Warm World? Where it just I think I'd had a run of like losses, and then just to play someone who's like clearly cheating in front of you, like why did I? Why have I wasted the petrol to come here? Oh, and, and and was it something like seventy five quid for the ticket or something? It was so it was a it was a GW one, so it wasn't uh, cheap. Yeah. Uh, I don't think because used to lay on coaches, but I think I drove down there. But it's like I could have been doing anything today, and now I'm sitting here watching you blatantly cheat in front of me. Uh, I don't like that. The thing, the thing about tournaments, right, is 
you get some people there's for me there's there's three kinds of people right? you got well there's four kinds there's of losers people. there's winners yeah, there's, there's winners there's, there's four kinds of people you got people who play to have fun yeah uh, and they just have a good time no matter what happens yeah um they're the best people okay you've got the people who say they only want to have fun and they take fluffy lists but are really bitter and sour about it when they lose right <laughs> you've got people which is what i would place i'm going to place myself in this category which is really competitive but try and make everyone's lives enjoyable whilst i'm stomping you to a pulp and the last one is people who go ultra competitive but are arseholes about it um and I went to a tournament once and I played a guy in number four category. This was a 40k tournament, so sorry for going off tangent a bit. But it's still relevant to tournaments, but I played this guy and I won in 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 12 minutes. It was a 12-minute battle. And um I don't was... want to see your 40k list. <laughs> <laughs> there, it, there was no there was no rolls to wound in the game. Right. <laughs> so what happened was this was this army with the 24 juggernauts, right? And he he I like my first game against my first opponent had lasted like 25 minutes. I'd won on turn 2. And um you know and you know people knew about this army, you know, it got through the heat. So I you know, got through the heats with it, and then you know I was like on a winning streak in in the finals. And then um, I played against this guy in the second game, and he and he was like, "Oh, I know exactly what I'm gonna do," you know, and all this stuff because demons in that edition used to split your army into two halves. The first half would deep strike onto the board in turn one, or turn one or turn two, and the rest would deep strike normally. Yeah, so you didn't start off with anything on the board. Um, I remember this vaguely. Yeah. I don't think I was playing at the time, but. I'm- yeah, so so what I did was I split my arm into two halves. And then he went, and it was an objectives-based mission, so there was, like, three objectives on the battlefield, for, you know, whatever. And um, so I was like, right. And he was like, I'm not going to deploy any of my army. And I was like, Are you sure? And he's like, I'm going to hold my whole army in reserve. And I was like, why? And he's like, but, well, your whole stick is you deep strike to counter my deployment. You know, and you, so I'm going to reject you that, and I'm just going to hold my whole army in reserve. So I was like, You do know you can only come in from turn two onwards. And he's like, Yeah. So I was like, All right, fine. So my first half of the army came down, and juggernauts are on 50 mil bases, like 60 mil bases, like 50, 60 mil bases. I don't know now because they're all on square bases now. They used to be on rounds, but they're all on square bases now. And, and so what I did was, um, I, de- deep strike like right near the table edge and put two inches between each model and just went right up the board edge. Right. Oh, so across... you did this, that, you know, that meme of that guy who did that with the scouts. So you actually done that. I, I did it to, <laughs> but, but I did it to the six foot board edge. Yeah. Um, but I did it with the demons, right. Um, because the bases are so massive and you could put two inches between each one. And so I didn't give him anywhere to come on. And then I went, Right, so turn one, I do this. Uh, your turn one, you do nothing. Turn two, I just move some stuff around just to make sure I've got the whole board edge. Move my units onto the objectives, like my core units. And then I went, right, your turn two. And he went, right, I'm going to move on. And I went, no, oh, you can't. 
And he's like, why not? And I'm like, you can't physically, you can't place your models within an inch of mine unless you're doing a charge. And you can't charge because you're not on the board. And he's like, oh, tank shock you. And I'm like, your model has to start on the board to tank shock. You can't tank shock from reserve. And he was like, oh, that's bullshit. You're F this and C word that and, you know, and like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, so game's over then. And he, he like, he, he, he went and got like the tournament organizers. It's like, oh, this twat's doing this, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, in the tournament organizer, listen to what happened and has said to the guy, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, why, why did you put your whole army reserve? And I was like, right. Okay, I'm gonna go for lunch. <laughs> you know? But I, I, we spent 12 minutes of game, less than, and you know, I, sp- I sat, I just sat there. You know, I didn't really say anything. I just sat in the chair for 45 minutes whilst this guy shouted at me and argued with the ref. <laughs> and I was just like, "Can I go now?" <laughs> you know, like, you know, just, you know. So. Yeah, those are the worst people, and they give everyone a bad name. But yeah, uh, it's one. I, I proviso what you're saying here, but this is a tournament, so it, if it's legal, you, you, there's no comeback for doing it. Oh, I, I don't people, think anyway. People could argue that you know um, I didn't have to do that tactic, you know, and, and, and things like that, and it's fine, you know. Yeah, you're right. I I didn't have to do that tactic, but. Um, he took like a two ton Nesh Demon Prince list and like loads of plasma guns and stuff. So I was like, that's a really competitive army as well. So he's not here for fun. It's not the heats of a tournament. It's you have to play the heats to get into the final, and it's the final round, you know. So the the only people here are obviously the good pl- not the good players, but the people who have been successful enough to be in the final. So well, I don't he, see that he's effectively yeah. handed you a win by misunderstanding of the rules. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it was, uh, but the, you know, but compare that guy to the guy I played in the last game of that tournament. So the guy I played in the last game of that tournament was like a crimson fist player. Sorry for talking about fantasy, but it's still tournament related and. It, the way you play the game related and how you hold yourself in the game. And he looked at my army and he went, I can't beat you. And I went, oh, I'm, I'm sorry you think that, but shall we you know, play the game and have a go and maybe you can do this because you've got a good army and you're obviously a good player and everything. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm still going to give it a go. You know, he says, I don't think I can win, but I'm still going to give it my best shot, you know? And I was like, oh, that, you know, that's a good attitude to have that, you know, that's a good attitude, you know. He was like, I'm gonna give it a go. And we had a good game, you know. He didn't win. But we had a we <laughs> oh, there's we, no like a happy ending where he overcomes this list. There was no happy ending for that. <laughs> you know, he was playing can is it Cantor in in a drop bod with a unit of Stern Guard, because that was like the tactic at the time. It was like I think you could take Stern Guard as core or as, as troops, and he had like Cantor and like maxed out Stern Guard unit in a drop pod and you know all this. So it was like a really, really strong army list, but I was like, you know, but you know, it it you know, he didn't win, but he had a good go at it. We had a good game. We got on well and and that's the important thing. So um that's why even though I play the game to win and I may pull rules out of my ass from nowhere, I'm not making it up. 
<laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to cheat to win. Uh, you know, I'm here to have a good time, and you know, and if you're having a bad time, I'm sorry. You know, but what what can we do to, you know, if if the reason you're having a bad time is because you're losing, then I think you need to have another think about it. You know, if the if you're having a bad time because the guy's a dick, <laughs> then that's a bit different. But you know. It, I I can't lie and say that. Oh yeah, every time I've been pasted, it's been like, ha ha ha, it's great. This you, <laughs> no, yeah, you, you I do agree. Feel yeah. like punch in the gut, you're like oh, but you get you get over it. It's it's, like, it's just part of the game. I'm I'm not, you know, people like me. Are, we're not there to make your lives a misery. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I, I don't like it. It's cliche to say, oh, but you learn something every time you get beat. <laughs> You do, really. Uh, I remember when I first started playing Warhammer 7th, right? And, you know, I'd come from playing 40k in tournaments and stuff to play Warhammer 7th. And I thought I was the shit, okay? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm like, I'm fucking amazing. Um, and I got my ass handed to me time <laughs> after time after time. And, um, I was going to like these veterans clubs. I was going to these game nights and I think I lost something like 20 odd games in a row. I lost 20 odd games in a row before I won my first game of Warhammer 7th. But then after that, things started to get better and better and better and better and better. Until I plucked up the courage to go to a GT and I went to a GT and got pasted. And then I was like, right, okay, I'll take those lessons learned and then I'll go to another GT. And I got to another GT, you know, and did but did better, you know. So yeah, it, it happens and um but we've we've all been there. We've all been there with our losing streaks. But I think um because Gavin we talked about who which was the best again I'm referencing my own stuff here. We talked to the the best emperor was, if uh, if anyone listened to that. Um he was the only real fantasy player when I started playing that I knew, and he had mm. dwarfs, and I, he dipped in and out. But he had a like a comprehensive dwarf army. And I'm just building up the high elves as to what I can, what I can buy and that. And mm. he he must have beat me 15 times clear before I started to get a handle on, yeah, how the army worked and how the, um, you know what the dwarfs' strengths and weaknesses are and all that. And I, I enjoyed that, um, even though you're getting beat it's like right so that doesn't work right what else can i try all right so when that happens i know that this is a good counter to that and then you just notice that your wins start ticking up and now it's about yeah. it's about even now um if i was to play if i was to play him it would be like 50 50 who won um and that's how i started and i thought right i want to play some different armies and that's how i got involved in the sort of like mini group that we've got and then i thought well graham was running that tournament like well i'll give it a go um <laughs> and then you met me oh <laughs> yeah fluffy uh, nonsense this night scrap that all white lions bring alariel in <laughs> get rid of any get rid of any dross bring in the pure blender combinations the and i oh there was something else oh i was trying to teach one of my friends how to play last year before COVID hit. And it was like early 2020, like January, February type slash late 2019. And uh, my mate James gave him his Dark Elf army. Like 3,000 points of Dark Elves. Just went, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's generous. Yeah, well, 
we're all in like a big friendship group and we're like I've and we've all done it, you know, because I gave James, you know, the army J- James uses on the channel is Orcs and Goblins. I gave him like two and a half thousand points of that, you know, and just went, there you go. Uh, because I'm, uh, it was a case, like, I'm never going to use it. Um, and I'd rather you get some love out of it, you know, and play it, you know. I, but I'm always like, just don't sell it, you know, yeah. don't, if I give you it, don't go out and sell it you know, immediately for like a few hundred quid, right? So, and you know, and that's the thing we do because we want to keep the armies within the family, let's say. And um, so he just went out and just gave my mate like 3,000 points of Dark Elves and went, here, take these home with you, you know. And so I was teaching him how to play one day. And, he, and he, he's like, he, he's really good, you know, and he picks up all the rules. So he knew all the rules and everything. Well, he's learning the rules. And I was playing him, and I didn't fail a single armor save in the whole game. <laughs> and the only caused was when I couldn't take an armor save. Um, and I just, and I just felt really bad because I was like, I was just like <laughs> trying to teach my friend how to play, and just not failing anything. I was just like. Um, this this doesn't normally you know, I was happen. Like, this in the doesn't game. happen. I'm so sorry, you know. And then. Um, you know, I like fired like because I was like because what I did was he wrote his army and I said you know I, my advice to anyone who's learning how to play is try to use something in every build your army about using something in every phase. It's not going to make you the best army, but it's going to teach you the rules quicker if you do something in every phase or use different types of units. You know, different sizes and different unit types. So he was using, you know, like cold one nights and some executioners and a bolt thrower, you know, and a wizard and stuff like that. And I was like, well, dark elves don't know about artillery. Like they got, you know, repeat bolt throwers, but they don't know about cannons or anything. So I was like, I'll use a hell cannon, right? And then so I fired my hell cannon as executioners and like hit kills twelve, you know, and then it's like they run. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god. You know? <laughs> yeah, but, but you know so you know that i felt really bad with that but um <laughs> just, um but yeah it's i don't know where i was going with that story i just thought i'd mention it uh people trying to get into the game and then you know just going badly it's just sod's law in it <laughs> your, your learning game is the one where i don't fail anything <laughs> well that wasn't his learning game it was we'd like i taught him 500 points first so he could like learn the basics and then i taught him at like a thousand points and then it and then we played again at like 1500 points so that was like the 1500 point game and then it got even worse we, we bumped up to 2000 points um and he was using level four wizard and two units of doom doom fire warlocks um, on my suggestion, because I was like, they were really strong. And the highest he rolled in his magic phase was a four. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, this isn't rigged, by the way. <laughs> this normally should work. Uh, he's a, uh, yeah, I look forward to him playing him, get some more people into the hobby playing Warhammer. I taught me, I tried to teach my friend how to play, and I, I got him to use the Skaven. And I thought, oh, if you, I'll try to, like, I'll try to play a bit more reserved. So that, and I, 
Why is all my stuff dying? Like, what's going on here? Like, oh, right. Never mind then. Yeah. Scaven are one of those things where it could just, everyone knows this. It could either go terribly well or it could go terribly good. Um, I've gone back to referencing mini wargaming, but um, Colin on there is amazing. He should just not take artillery. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be fair, to, like to be fair, there are some really strong scaven lists that don't use artillery dice. The um, yeah. the, the plague lists are pretty strong, as I remember. Well, th- there's like there's a couple of things I was like. So obviously, like the the most the most obvious one is storm fiends. So oh, if you yeah. just take, you like take storm fiends with the like the rattling cannons, they're ridiculous. Well, this is like four d six shots. 3d 3d 3d6 each so if you've got a unit of three it's 9d6 shots that are strength five armor piercing re-rolling to wounds um magic they're magic they're range 18 they don't suffer penalties they only suffer penalties i think for like long range or something um because they don't suffer penalties for like moving or you know, or, anything, or multiple shots or anything like that. So, the 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 and the blitz is called three as well. So you know they're really, 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 really good. Um, and I remember when End Times first came out. Um, I'm going yes. I'll go back to the really strong things in Skaven, but I remember when End Times first came out and I was playing against them and I didn't know what they did and I was just like, I don't know what they do. Yeah, they got guns. Yeah, so what? And I had a unit of, like, it was, I had a unit of demigriffs and a unit of, um, like, 15 inner circle knights with my BSB in it, or something like that. And he went, turn one, kill the demigriffs. And I was like, Jesus Christ, you know, <laughs> and then, and then turn two, kill the whole unit of inner circle knights and the BSB. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, what is this madness, you know? Um, and then I had a so that was he had one unit of storm fiends that did that, and he had another unit of storm fiends with the drill and two the two flamers in it. Um, and so I had this unit of like fifty halberdiers, um, and he popped up to the side of them because I was like, oh, I'll stick my thing my thing on the token. And he was like, oh no, they just come up to the side or whatever it was, and he flamed along the side of my. Halberdier unit and killed thirty six, you know, in one round of shooting from like these two flamers, and I was just like, "Well, they're busted." But you know, so did, did you have a massive rant and then uh, quit? And pack no, stuff? no, I didn't. I played the game out. <laughs> you know? I played the game out with my fourteen halberdiers, you know, uh, you know. But you know, I played the game out fine. Um, I lost. Fair enough, but. You know, you win some, you lose some, and then. But there was the best thing I've ever heard about in regards to Skaven is the Fellblade combo thing, and what I like about it, and this is coming, this is Steve talking about this one, is if you take a Lord with the Fellblade, right, and you stick him in the second rank of the unit. And so, um, when people like charge the unit, 
Um, he's in the second rank and he only gets his one attack, right? He's got no armor or anything because he's got a fell blade, but he don't, who cares? He's in the second rank. But he's hitting back with a strength 10 D6 wounds weapon. And so he's like, you know, Steve was telling me he's had like frost hearts or like charge in to this unit. And then this little Skaven just pops up and goes, You can't hit me. I'm in the second rank. One attack, you know, usually hits on like threes or fours. And he's like, Hit, strap 10, wound, D6 wounds, dead. <laughs> you know, this, is a, this is a similar exploit to the uh, gut bus or Bretonian uh, knight. Paladin Lance thing. It's... Yeah, <laughs> it's like really cool. And I was like, oh wow, you know, I never thought of that. And, you know, even now, many, many years later, there's still combinations that people haven't heard of or even think of in a game that's been, you know, dead or unsupported for <laughs> God knows how many years, but there's still little things like that. And I can't believe. Colin still thinks that he needs to take <laughs> artillery. <laughs> you know, you can't roll you can't roll artillery dice, mate. Stop. Just stop trying. <laughs> you know, drop the steam tanks, drop the cannons. I was watching one of the more recent ones where like I think he failed every one and I was just laughing at Luca saying, Look, we're not using joke dice here. This is real. <laughs> yeah. It's it yeah, Lee. Just, I'd, I'd just stop. I'd <laughs> stop. I would have given up a long time ago with that. Yeah. He, um, he uses the Empire as well, which also uses artillery, artillery it's, dice. It's like there, he's like rolling for his steam tank and his cannon, or his, yeah, you know, it's just like, stop. It's on 10 wounds. And, you know, there's decent Empire lists with no artillery in. <laughs> you know, like, stop rolling them. <laughs> you stop rolling dice. Um, I've, you know, it's it's like James like James um he he's got the most reliable orcs and goblins army. No animosity. Well he so what he's tried to do is he's tried to limit the amount of animosities he needs to take. So he's got uh, w- one big unit of savage orc biggins with um a black orc in it, right? So if he fails his animosity, you know, he, he rolls a dice and he takes some wounds. Okay, fair enough. Um, he's got one unit of spider riders, so which is five man. So as soon as they lose a guy, they no longer have to take animosity. But then everything else in his army doesn't take animosity because it's either too small a unit or is not orcs and goblins. He's got a big horde unit of trolls, which is stupid. But he he always puts like a character in there on like a steed to keep. They keep their movement and thing and can stop them from doing the stupidity. So, um, you know, going back to like um, Cullen and the guys of Mini Wargaming, if you crap at rolling artillery <laughs> dice, remove that. <laughs> you, know? you, you can mitigate it. <laughs> so, and, and, yeah, there's mitigations, and they go, you know, then that's what James has done. Animosity is a real bitch. So, well, what are the ways of mitigating it? Well, Try not to roll for it. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's now just a, cli- uh, not a cliche, but it's like a calling card. Oh, he's going to fail the. How many times is he going to fail this time? Pulls oh, yeah. in the views. Is is um, 
Yeah, well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It is funny when it happens, but I, you know, I, don't, I can't remember the last time Cullen won a game. I can't think. Um, oh, he no. beat that. You know, they had that young lad on. Um, <laughs> right, I don't count it was, those. It was just getting into the game. I think he beat him <laughs> with the dark elves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, that's that's what that's what us more experienced players do is we crush new people's souls. <laughs> so like, you, yeah, you can't be a veteran of Warhammer until you've had your soul crushed crushed at least once. <laughs> I've just painted all these up and I crunch. Yeah, take, their mo- <laughs> take their models off the board, son. Uh, that, that, that's, that's the hardest thing I find at the moment. Is as I said, I don't like painting. I don't. My personal preference is not. I only play with fully painted armies, and so I'll get a fully painted army together, and then it all just loses. <laughs> just like, I wouldn't um, know what a fully painted army's like, so I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I was going to ask you something actually. Um, going back to I don't know tournaments and normal games, I suppose. Do you have yeah. a favourite um, scenario for fantasy? You're like um yeah it's it's one you don't see um so i've i've played like lots of different warhammer tournaments and there's some really sh- shocking um, <laughs> scenarios that i've played um and they're mainly ones that were organized by games workshop <laughs> um i can tell you about them if we've got time but the the best scenario i personally think is uh watchtower no no i'm joking it's uh, <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> it's um it's it's a ta- table quarters which one's that it, it's not in the warhammer rulebook but you get oh, it in right. tournaments and stuff if you're talking about warhammer rulebook um my favorite is um the 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 one where you have to roll for where your units deploy. That's my favorite dawn attack. Yeah, yeah, dawn attack. Like, yeah. I like that one. I mean, it's, it's funky. It's cool. It mixes it up. But um, so that's my probably favorite one for the rulebook. But they're used to, in in like grand tournaments and stuff like that. There used to be um, uh, table quarters, right? And so at the end of the game, if you had a unit. This is back when they had unit strength. So a unit with like five or more models in it. Um, or Sorry, it was unit strength of five. Or something like that. Because back when you had unit strength. Let's say you had a unit of five or more models. In a table quarter that didn't have an enemy unit of five or more models. Then you claim that table quarter. And you, oh, got, right. and you got 250 victory points for that table quarter. And so what that prompted was a couple of things one you just couldn't sit back you know in a in a you couldn't just sit back in a corner you had to go out and get the table quarters um and also people you know people with like fast cavalry and stuff what you find now with a lot of fast cavalry is they're only used to be um you know, uh, charge blockers or chaff, you know, throwaway units. And it was like, well, no, because like, if you could keep your fast cavalry alive, you could run in and claim a table quarter, you know, at the end, you know, or something like that. So um, I I really like that one because I think it added a lot of um, 
different army building um, choices and um, tactics and deployment choices because you had to think about you know think about the the table quarters you know characters couldn't claim table quarters um you know single monsters can't claim table quarters so you know there's you know there was ways of doing it so yeah it was a, it was a good one i like that one 250 points for a table quarter yeah there's a few in the back if you've got the big 8th edition rule book um there's a load of scenarios that I didn't even realize until like I'd owned it for a year. Hmm. There's a load of interesting, like they're not balanced. They're just a bit of like <laughs> narrative play in the back. And there's one where it's like, I think there's a, a beer cart that's moving across the table and you've got to capture it and bring it back to your side. Yeah. <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff like that in the back. Like nobody uses this, but it's really, I think we played one where there was like a river going through mm. and you had to defend the pass. Um, there's all sorts of stuff in the back that you don't, I never really knew about, and I've never played it much. But when I when you can start playing again, I would like to have a look at a few more of them. Yeah, the you know, the, the there's some there's obviously some like good ones. Uh, the worst ever tournament scenario I've ever played was at a doubles Warhammer tournament held at Warhammer World by Games Workshop, <laughs> and um, don't sue us. It was. I oh, didn't tell him it was bad. Can't sue me for that. <laughs> but, um, Don't sue me, then sue him. What it what it was was the you had because it was double. So you had each player. I think had like seven hundred and fifty points. Yeah, so fifteen hundred points in total. And the you rolled to see who would be the attacker or defender, right? And the defender had to put one half of their army, so one of the seven hundred and fifty points in a 12-inch circle in the middle of the table, right? Because that was their deployment zone. And then the attackers got to place all their whole army 12 inches away from that circle, right? right. No matter where, anywhere on the table. So you basically surrounded them with more than double their army. And then the other half of the defenders would come on the board on turn two from one of the table edges. But it was like, I've killed that guy 750 points by turn two. I'm only 12 inches away. Yeah, can't you destroy that, turn around, destroy the other half? Exactly. And that's what everyone did. So in that whole tournament, you know, there's like 120 people there. You know, there's, there's like 30 games. The defenders lost every game, and it's like that was the worst scenario. Like, surely you could have play tested that scenario prior before. So the game was decided on the dice roll who 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 got attacker and who got defender. And I remember me and my mate Martin, we were playing orcs and goblins, and we we I was like, who was like, who who does who would we want to roll for it because. You know, whoever rolls, the other person's going to blame them if they don't get the highest roll. And and um, I chickened out, and he rolled for it. And uh, he rolled and beat the other guy, and was like, "Yeah, we've won," and, and we did. You know, <laughs> like, we're not even going to bother playing the game. <laughs> and some people went home before before the game was done. You know, and it was like, right, yeah, done. Let's go. So, so yeah, that's like the worst ever designed designed um, scenario. Um, but the, the best one for me, because you can make really fun scenarios, 
you know, there's I think Worcester did like the wandering giant one. Yeah, that was good. You, you know, in, in they're really fun, you know, and I and I think they're great, you know. So hats off to the people who come up with them and things. But I like good ones that are simple that don't require an awful lot of rules, and table quarters is one of them. So you know that that I like that one. Um because it's simple and it's easy and it's just something else you have to think about. Yeah. I think that that's the only like novelty one I've seen is the, the Worcester one with the Giants. Everything else has just been out of the rule book. Including I, we did Watchtower at it was at Graham's Tournament, wasn't it? Well the thing about Watchtower and Triple Crown did this is I've I've been to two different tournaments where Watchtower was a scenario, right? But they changed it. So at Triple Crown they have a hill instead of a watchtower. Now, no one can start on the hill, I don't think, but it's like, claim the hill, you get 500 victory points, yeah? It's like watchtower, but not. Um, and then there was another tournament I went to, and they said, right, it's watchtower, however, you can't have any unit in the watchtower of more than, I think it was like 25 models, 20 models. So it was like, right, well, I really need to think about my army composition because one of those games I'm going to play in the tournament is Watchtower. And you didn't win the game for getting Watchtower. You got 500 victory points. And so when I was designing my army, I was like, well, in the Watchtower game, I may be defending the Watchtower. So I need to have a core unit that can sit in the Watchtower, but it can't be more than 20 models, I think it was. So what can I put in there? Right, well, I'm going to have to spend 20, 20, you know, that amount, many points on it. And so I ended up using Warriors of Chaos and I took a unit of 20 Mark of Corn Chaos Warriors and I went as one of my core units. And they had no characters or anything in it. It was just like a block of 20. So people were like, oh, why are you taking that? And I went, wait till Watchtower. Got the Watchtower, defending. And I was like, right, my defending unit's going to be this unit of 20 warriors. But to be fair, even if I was attacking, those 20 warriors would have headed straight to the watchtower. And, you know, I stuck him in there. And he, no matter what they threw at him, it was like, what 10 models are you going to pick? Well, I'm going to pick 10 Corn Chaos Warriors. <laughs> you know, why you going to pick? the 10th course, yeah. <laughs> you know, you ridiculous amount. And because, yeah, the frenzy, but you can't charge out of the tower. I was like, yeah, the frenzy, but they can't charge out. <laughs> do you remember yeah. the cheat where well, I think most things have um, uh, the comp this or errated it um, you, you reform into a long line yeah and then you move one inch into the watchtower it's like you, well you mean, you mean you mean swift reform yeah swift yeah reform. so you swift reform into a, a yeah. long single line so you touch the tower and then you yeah. say right I'm moving in like, I think most people say that you can only do a standard move. Yeah, they, they, the they may have even changed the rules to say that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it stops people from doing like ridiculous things like that, but it doesn't stop you doing ridiculous things like that when you come out of the tower. So if you come out of the tower, you go, right, you place your model and then you build your unit around it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you, you can do that coming out of the tower, but um but no like watchtower yeah it's bad because it says you win the game and there's no strict or harsh enough rules on the watchtower in regards to like yeah you can only start the game with so many models in it 
but at the end of the game you can have a hundred models in it. So um you know you could have a hundred zombies in there or something, you know. <laughs> so it's like that's a bit ridiculous. Um but there are things in tournaments that you know errata that or have like homebrew rules to, to get out. So as I said, the tournament I went to is like you can only ever ever have a maximum of twenty models in it. That means you have to think about it. You know? I think most people's way of combat watched out is just a re-roll. When you're playing friendly, yeah, and and, and you know, fair enough. <laughs> you know, just, just re-roll it. Oh, re-roll, watched out. Oh, let's play battle line again. But I've sleep for us. There's two missions I don't like playing, and battle line is getting old a little bit, but. Um, the other one is I don't like the diagonal one. Oh, I like that one. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, what's it called? Meeting engagement. Meet, it might be meeting. Yeah. That sounds so forty k. <laughs> 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 um, I don't like it because things can charge things. Well, so you just like, line like I've lined Phoenix a Phoenix up and. And long bomb charged the infantry units, and they just go straight through. I think it was like a must have been a dwarf gunline or something. They just go straight through the um, the artillery in the middle, and then turn around. And by that time, they've charged and hit them. Like, yeah, this is over pretty quick. Yeah, it's the only reason I don't like that one is because of the. I, I do like the tension at the start of like oh, a one, a one, a one. General's not coming <laughs> on. Palestinian's not coming on. All the trash is obviously going to come on. No problem at all. But the stuff yeah. that you really need to come on, no, it's not coming on. I don't particularly like um, the blood and glory. The... I you see. I like blood and glory. I can understand why people don't know. Um, because of the whole, the game is auto over. Yeah. Um, in in tournaments, they've addressed that again in Triple Crown. They've addressed that by if you break the other person first, you get five hundred additional victory points. It's a small. T- it's just something about it I don't like. It's, um... Is it because you don't like taking more than one unit with a banner? <laughs> um, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that <laughs> I've been. Somebody who will remain nameless has put me in a position where it's hard to overlook a certain build. <laughs> so that's where I've combated that in my version of that high elf list. Because I've had to think about that um, thing. So I've actually got three other banners in my army. So I actually have four banners, the BSB and the general. You put them on phoenixes or something. Just... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So the the difference between mine and yours, I think you you've gone like um, Ilarial, um Did you go noble or sea helm? Sea helm for the plus one, yeah. I went to sea helm because yeah. uh, I've well, I've got the model um, and I've never really used one, and that re-roll to reform looks. Quite That's amazing. Useful. It's yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and he and your BSB is not there for damage. You know, just the unit can do that. So that that ability is amazing. And plus one comp, it's really good. And and then you've gone for like the noble on the eagle. And yeah, I don't then, know where I got that idea from. No, it's, it's pretty just good. Came, isn't it? it just came to me. It's pretty good. And then you've got like the two phoenixes, the big unit of white lions. You're giving away all my secrets here. No, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I'm not even reading this. You've got like 
Silver, what is your core? You've got Silver Helms, Archers, and Archers. Reavers. Reavers, yeah. Okay, then. Possibly so, or not. Who knows? What, what else? What, what, yeah, so what I've done is I went Ilarial, yeah. I've only got two characters in the list. I've got Ilarial and the Loaf and Sea Helm, big unit of White Lions, two Phoenix, and then two Frosties. That makes it minus 11, right? <laughs> and, and then, um, oh no, it's, it's minus. Because I've got no character other characters, that makes it minus nine. Because I get plus one for no Pulse Scroll and plus one for the Sea Helm, so that's minus nine. And then I take two single Tyranoc chariots at seventy points each, which is plus two comp. And then two units of Shadow Warriors at seventy-five points each. That's another plus two comp. So now my comp's at minus five um, from only spending less than 300 points um, to make it minus five. And then for the core, I went a unit of Spearman, that's another plus one to make it minus four, and two units of 15 archers, and the, the two units of 15 archers have got a musician and a banner in each. Um, and then like a couple of units of Reavers, and that, and I, I think a bolt thrower or two, I can't remember, maybe one or two bolt throwers, but yeah, the the reason the reason I designed the army because that was the army I took the second year round, and I think I came fifth. Um, the first year I went, I came seventh, and the second year I came, I went fifth. Um, and so it, you know, it's gone through like trial and error, but it's um, yeah, he had to think about blood and glory and the banners. You have you know had to think about a few other things, but um, I think archers. 50, units of 50 in archers with banner and musician are really underrated. I think I think they're brilliant. Um, uh, they're they're often like do something like last time I played Graham last year uh, the archers killed his chaos sorcerer on whatever manticore beast thing it was on. Mm. Just, uh, they do something ludicrously overpowered at some point during most games. Yeah, and they're not—they're not bad at shooting either. So, it—they're it, not, and it's like the fact that they've got long bows. You you fire fifteen shots a turn, um, and you know, so they're really good at sniping other artillery, like the you know sniping artillery. Um, they're really good at picking off like light cavalry and stuff, and they're not afraid to take a charge off like a light cavalry unit or a skirmish unit because you get fifteen attacks before they do. Um, and you've still got two ranks and a banner, <laughs> you know. So, you know that they, they are they are pretty good. I, I do like them, and they core, so it helps. Yeah, so, um, talking about shooting, sorry, I wrote a dark elf list recently, um, which I'm thinking of taking to triple crown, and it fires a hundred shots a turn. <laughs> is it mostly crossbows, or is it? Are you incorporating? It's got four units of ten crossbows, right? Which is eighty shots. Yeah, and then it's got two units of dark riders, which is another twenty shots. So that's a hundred shots. And then it's got two bolt, and then it's got four bolt throwers on top of that. So it's hundred shots, not including bolt throwers. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> or I am armor piercing. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it, it's, it, again, it's got some like nasty, nasty tricks in it. So it's um, yeah, we've and it's got um, lore of is it shadow where you can like minus people's toughness and stuff. So uh, yes, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Enfeebling four. Enfeebling, enfeebling. It's one of the one of the ones where you lower the toughness. Plus, Shadow's got Occam's Mind Razor, so if they do get charged, you can just yeah. It's it's um that's the plus four list. That's uh, plus four. Yeah, it's plus four. It's um what I what I did was I wanted to challenge myself with a dark elf list. Well, with the with the next time I go to Triple Crown, it's I can only take positive list. That's the rule this year. I can only take positive lists. And um, I was like, right, well, can I write... Um, so the thing one with the Tomb Kings was, can I write a Tomb King list that doesn't have the usual tropes of Kalida and a massive unit of archers or a big unit of Tomb Guard with a Tomb Prince or Tomb King in and a Necrotech? Or can I do it without a Light Council? You know, that kind of thing. And then with Dark Elves, it was, right, well, can I write a competitive, positive... Dark Elf list it doesn't include um, special characters. It doesn't include witch elves. It doesn't include executioners or you know or anything like that. So this the, the list I came up with is mainly core units, um, but it is quite tasty. <laughs> it's it's plus four at the end of it. Yeah, just so. a casual hundred shots. Yeah, yeah. It it it's yeah. It's 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 got a hundred shots and a big unit of cold one cavalry. That's that's pretty much it. Here's something that's um, semi mystifying to me, just based on um, army choice. Uh, Where's this resurgence for Bretonians come from? You know, you know what I think it is with Bretonians is one Warhammer two, yeah. Um, but also, um, I, 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 you get a lot of um, like Bretonian, like three D printing stuff. Ah, because because you can't get the models anymore. There's a lot of Bretonian three D printing stuff, and and also the you know, Warhammer, like Games Workshop, have released like the Bretonian map and things like that. So. I think it's like a combination of all those things, but I was really surprised when, you know, because Graham was like, oh, I'm doing Bretonians, and Steve's like, oh, I've done my halfling Bretonians, and then my mate James had just bought a Bretonian army, and I was just like, well, you know, three people who I talk to regularly have just gone out and brought Bretonian armies. There's something in the water. (laughs) What's going on? But, um, yeah, and, and yeah, it's... And I think as well, sorry, with Triple Crown as well, sorry to keep harping on about it. They've made, with their um, homebrew rules, which haven't completely changed the army book, have made them more viable. Um, and so people are thinking, oh, you know, Bretonians might actually work at this tournament. Oh, I'll give them a go. You know? I, I had a, a massive six edition Bretonian army. You didn't uh, sell well. it, did you? Uh, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> it, was, it was before the game died, though. I was killed, though. So uh, I don't know. But I I bought it and um, 
I must have come into some money or something because it was. I think I've spent about 140 pound in 2,000 money, which is what like a grand now. Or inflation. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I, I forget who I used, but I remember he said, "Oh, it's going to be delayed." So I've stuck an extra box of Knights of the Realm in. So when it arrived in this massive box of like knights and uh, peasants, and I built them all, and then I, I painted a unit of peasants. So that was quite good. And then I started to paint the knights. Like I hate this. I absolutely hate painting knights, and this yeah. is an army exclusively made of knights. So you I still, made... you still paint, hate painted horses as well. Not now. Not um, this contrast uh, paint. I've got nothing but praise for it. <laughs> uh, it's taken all the hard work out of painting horses. Oh wow! Like them silver helms. I just blasted through them. Not a problem. I do. I do like the contrast paints. It's one of the best things Games Workshop have done in a long time. Just making monotonous stuff very easy. You still use layer and technique and stuff. For, well, I don't really have any technique, but like that, the horse. Like I'm looking at the, this reeve, these reavers I'm doing in front of us. Just the grey. Was it basilicanum grey? It's just mm. it's done the entire horse with a light dry brush. It's done. I just have to paint the man and the armor. Oh, um, there you go. It's like what would have been a massive job to base coat it, uh, wash it, layer it, layer a bit more. It's a horse, so how do you do this? It's done it all in one layer. I, I'm, I'm not. I used to be half decent at painting, and then I lost the majority of vision in one of my eyes, and so I find it like really hard to to paint slash pay attention. So if like if you looked on like my Facebook page, the a few years ago, I was like painting high elves, and I was spending like a long time on each of the models. And you can see that there was like a bit of quality in them. And people have said to me, "Oh, you know, can we see more pictures of your high elves and stuff?" And I'm kind of like, "No," because <laughs> it was it was during when I was painting the high elves that I lost the vision in my eye. And so I've got about maybe ten models in the army that look really good. And luckily, they're all the front rank. Um, but the rest of the army is pretty shocking. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, not too happy about that. But with the like the ogres that I'm painting now, for instance, um, a lot of the model, I've, the way I've painted them is is done through contrasts or uh, using the shades. You know, the different shades. So um, I've got a good result through not a lot of effort um and it you know it doesn't require me spending loads of time like blending or doing like lots of like small detailed stuff basically so um yeah like hats off to the people that keeps workshop and producer that they were a bit of a lightsaber when they came out (laughs) well um have you got this gillam and flesh i Uh, i I can't paint faces uh, in flesh to save my life um one layer of that and it does everything for you uh, and well, like uh, yes where, where was this for the past 20 years <laughs> yeah so like my my i use that exact same thing on my like ogres so to paint my ogre flesh i um i actually spray my ogres in a khaki brown first yeah um and then i do the gulliman flesh over the the khaki brown on the skin and so it's not as bright as if you did it over, you know, like white or gray or whatever. Um, it's got like a ruddy 
color to it, like a more earthy color to it. And I do two coats of it, and then I do a coat of Agrax shaded off the top to make it like a really dulled down, so it's not like shiny or anything. It's really dulled down um, and earthy color, and it it's made them come out quite well. So um, my ogres have got lots of like muted tones on them um there's no like bright colors or anything so it's um it works quite well and it also makes the painting process very easy <laughs> so yeah i, I can't um, recommend them enough um for stuff like that uh, i it's I, I was amazed how quickly because i had to strip the silver helms again uh, mm. for the third time or something because i I'm, i'll try with the contrast because i'm getting nowhere you know you just like i'm not I can't face painting this again. So I stripped them and then contrasted the horses and just, you know, dry brushed the, uh, the, the riders. Uh, this has taken no time compared to where I was up to, which has taken me, I don't know, three years to get to a half painted <laughs> stage. They are now done. They were done inside like maybe two weeks. It took. Yeah. It's just doing bits and pieces. Like it's not even like solidly sitting down and doing it. So I'm fully on board with them now. Well, it's like completely curious. Like, um, my one of my mates, Will, he he's um, he's very new to the hobby in contrast to a lot of people. But he spent the majority of his time like learning painting techniques and stuff like that. So hats off to him. And he's like doing like undead. And I was like, oh, how did you get that bone color? You know, because and he and he was like, oh, I did this. And you know, so he's like, he's rattled canned them. Then he's done a skeleton horde contrast over the top. Then he's dry brushed them. And then he's done like an Agrax Earthshade with like 50-50 of Lamian medium over the top. And they're done and it looks brilliant. And I'm like, oh, I could do that. <laughs> like you, you, even me with, with one eye can can do that. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was win-win. I'm, I'm considering dusting off eventually those Tomb Kings I've got stored somewhere. Because I just did drench them in... Um, Skeleton horn, it's done. Well, we... yeah, like, I, I went on like army painter and I got myself some like skeleton bone like spray. Um, so I've got like the skeleton bone spray, and I'm gonna spray them in skeleton bone, do the contrast over the top, right? That's gonna be easy, and then dry brush in you sap, you know, shapty bone, and then that's done. And it's like, oh, all right, great. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it really is like thinking where's the catch like at some point I'm going to hit the wall and it's going to be something difficult that's going to happen it's like, no it's not it's just keep fighting it's fine I was like googling this thing I was like googling earlier it's like oh what's the best way of painting like desert bases now and there was this like two minute video from the Warhammer community and I was like this is how we paint desert bases add sand to your base of your model like okay Water down this brown color, yeah, and then dry brush with this lighter color. Done, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? That makes it. You know, it sounds easy and it sounds simple, but they made it look good. <laughs> you know? I was like, that'll do. This <laughs> is like on basing. I get a load of grief for never basing me models, and yeah. I've been like, oh, shall I do snow? I've tried very different ways of doing snow and I'm never really happy with it and oh, what should I do and I just bought some stuff pre-mixed stuff off some site and it looks fine like why have you waited four years to start basing this stuff well you could have just done it straight away well you don't have to get complicated you don't have to do snow and pillars and stuff nobody's bothered about that just get some not um spray paint colored bases on it'll be fine 
I I've gone all out on the bases for my Tomb King. So um, with my high elf army, I this is what I was said when I when I saw my eyesight and I was like, I'm going to spend a lot of time on these high elves, right? And I spent a lot of money buying scenic resin bases for all of them, including all the infantry, right? And so there's there's a good 150 infantry. So I like in each pack of five bases was like seven quid. So add that up, right? It's a lot of money. And then the company stopped producing them when you know when eighth edition you know dried up. And I was like, so I couldn't buy them anymore. And so half of my army is on these resin bases and half of them isn't. And I was just like, oh, this looks bad, but I just don't care. You know, and so you know, doing my ogres, they're not on like resin bases and you know they're sort of like normal but i recently purchased a 3d printer right and i was like i'll print off some models so i print off some models and i'll be perfectly honest i'm not like happy not i'm like when you compare them to games workshop models they're nowhere near the quality fair enough um but i was like thinking to myself i could print off scenic bases and so all my tomb kings are on these 3d printed scenic bases now because I can just print off as many as many as I want, and it doesn't, you know, doesn't cost me the earth. Um, so I've gone a bit all out on my on my Tomb Kings, and I think you know, for my other armies that I do, um, I'm probably I'm probably going to do the same. Um, and for the for my archers, um, I found like these like modular skeletons. Um, now printing the skeletons off, I'm not overly happy with the overall model, but the arm holding the bow and the empty hand is pretty good, and you can just print off those parts. So I'm using the standard like Games Workshop skeletons, but just replacing their arms with these like modular skeleton arms and bows and stuff. So you know I'm not having to pay eighteen quid for ten archers. <laughs> you know, like... Um, so yeah, I'm really happy. I bought my 3D printer, so you know, you probably getting, get to see them too. It's definitely getting more common 3D printing. Damien's big on that. He's the one who got me into it. You know, I said to him, "Oh, Damien, uh, I'm thinking of getting a 3D printer. Like, what do I need?" And he was like, "Oh, well, you need this, and 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 you need this." I was like, and he's like, oh, you know, you can get a 3D printer for like quite cheap now. It's like 200 quid. So I was like, all right, great. And then with all the other bits, I was like, you know, Damien, this has got like a 300 pound startup price. <laughs> and he, he's like, yeah, but you get your money back. <laughs> he's like, I run two. <laughs> he, to be fair, he probably has to fill the time in between painting 5,000 points of armies in about five minutes. Because oh, yeah, you know. I'm sure he's on ketamine or some performance enhancing drug. Like, <laughs> I've got... bought and painted an entire army. It's like, how? <laughs> how are you doing this? He's got 10,000 points of every army. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the wrong job, mate. Yeah. I've stripped this freaking uh, silver health unit three times over four years and I've just got it <laughs> finished. And in the meantime he's like, oh yeah, I just bought a dark elf army and painted it all in, in about a week. <laughs> oh god. It like it reminds me of this guy who used to come into my store um and he was a, really bad at playing. Um but he was a good painter. And so what he'd do is he really wanted to win a game. He didn't win a game for a year. 
right? It was over a year until he won a game. And he come in every week. So it was like that's like fifty two games, <laughs> you know, just in the store that he didn't, you know, didn't win. I don't know how many, you know, he went to like gaming clubs and stuff and never won as well. I had the dedication. <laughs> yeah, so what he'd do is he'd come in, he'd be like, Alan, I lost again. And I'm like, Oh, tell me about it, you know, and I'd write him a list and then it was great, it was great money income because I'd write him a list and he'd go, Right, I'll buy it. You know, and I'm like, right, and he's like, Yeah, he just get grab the boxes for me. So I'd grab the boxes, put it down. And then he, you know, sometimes he'd ring the store and he's like, oh, Alan, I lost again. Can you recommend anything? And I'd be yeah. like... What's the most expensive thing? Uh, no, no, I wasn't. I, I, you can't be like that because they wouldn't come back. But, you know, it was like... Um, so I was, I was genuinely... You need an all-stomper list. That's what you need. <laughs> well, this is fantasy. So I was like genuinely yeah. trying to help him. <laughs> and then... But what he was doing, he, he was like... He was getting the tournament army based upon me providing the list and then he'd build it, he'd paint it to a good standard because he was a good painter really quickly play it, lose five games and then sell it and he'd be like, I'll I'll give it up with Empire write me a Wood Elf list, here's your Wood Elf list play five games, lose five games and go, right, sold it Oh, so it's not 52 losses with the same army No, he'd he'd go go, play five games with the Empire lose five games of the Empire, or like ten games of the Empire, or five, whatever. Five games of the Empire, lose five games of the Empire, go, yeah, I don't want to do Empire anymore. Alan, write me a Dark Elf list. All right, here's a Dark Elf list that's really strong. All right. Buys the Dark Elf list, paints it, plays five games of it, loses five games, go, right, I can't, can't be bothered with them. Alan... Demon list. Give me a demon list. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and he, he just kept trying all the different armies until he eventually won. Because <laughs> that's the army. That's the one. <laughs> he just, it was, you know, I wasn't mad. He kept my kept my <laughs> kept my tail ticking over, but you know, I was I was genuinely trying to help him. <laughs> you know, but he was just like, I was like, you don't need to sell I was like you don't need to start a new army. Just, just add this unit in, or just change yeah. it. Or... The regional manager is saying you need to step it down a bit. <laughs> regional manager is like, "Hey, new week, new army." <laughs> you know, you know. And I have like people come in, and I remember when like Blood Knights were first released, and it was fifty-five quid for five models at the time, and they're all metal. And people were like, 55 quid, five bottles. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it's steep. But and this is me as the game coach of a boy. I'm like, 55 quid for five bottles is steep. However, you know, that metal Bretonian Lord in that blister pack's 11 quid. You know, so. But so five get one of them, them as well. <laughs> no, but five of them is 55 quid, you know, so it's quite expensive. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, you know what? Uh, Game Show gets a bad rep, but I really enjoyed my time working there. Um, I worked there for for nearly two years, and you know, but so and fifty percent discounts really good as well. So your your pay just goes directly back into the. When company. I left, I did the stereotypical staffing, and I spent four hundred pounds on Warhammer. <laughs> Which was eight hundred pound retail, you know, which is not the <laughs> not the most I've heard of, but yeah, I, I bought a ridiculous amount of Warhammer. I think the best one was 
it was before you had the you know before the internet terminals and you still ha- sometimes had to ring up mail order do you remember when you had to ring up mail order sometimes i i remember i got the the stuff the yeah. 90s edition of oh the uh, blood bowl through mail order ringing up yeah yeah so i remember like sometimes i'd have to ring mail order and um <laughs> this was for the 24 juggernaut list and um because each, back then each one was an individual metal model and they were fifteen pounds each, right? And I wanted twenty-four of them, and you only had one or two in the store. So I was, so I rung up mail order, and I was like, "Hey, it's Alan, you know, um, how you doing?" Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Yeah, I need uh, twenty-four blood crushers." And he's like, "Why?" Because <laughs> <I was like laughs> it's my army. And he was like, "What's your army list?" And so I was like, oh, well, it's a blood first, uh, uh, three units of eight blood crushers and three units of seven plague bearers. And he was like, and how many points is that? I was like, oh, it's 1,500 points. And he was like, that's horrible. And then he went, <laughs> and I heard everybody go, like, and he was like, hey, Matt, <laughs> whatever it was, you know, he like called to us. He's like, have you heard this? Because they thought I was joking. I was like, no, I want 24. Here's the money. You know, and you know, it got it and it did it. Anyway, I remember I was at a tournament at head office and there was these people on another there was these staff on another table, they didn't know I was staff. And they were going on about this guy who rung up mail order and placed an order for twenty four <laughs> blood crushers. And I was like, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm playing you in the next round. <laughs> yeah. So it was a good job. I, I enjoyed it. Um um and you know got some really fun memories of it so um i i've always thought that if money wasn't an option then i'd probably do something like that again so having worked there um what is jervis johnson really like i was much too i was i was too much of a pleb a plebeian <sighs> to to have ever meet jervis yeah, you are uh, one two three you're the fourth person i've had on who's worked for the company and no one can tell me what he's like no well, i can't i can't tell you mate because never met him um <laughs> yeah it's i the thing the thing the hardest thing about working for gays workshop this is not a reflection on jervis johnson <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's it's a reflection on matt ward was um, right. was when they released army books or whatever, and then you have to sit there and defend the company <laughs> when people are just smashing whatever's, you know, people are proper bad-mouthing whatever's just been released. Like, oh, Matt Ward's wrote the Demon book, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, or Matt Ward's written the Dark Elf book, or Matt Ward has written the Lord of Rings book, you know, and it's just like... That was the hardest thing. That was the worst thing. And I was just like, they, they took the names off, though, didn't they? they, they yeah, I, I I remember going to head office once, and I was like, "Can I speak to Matt Ward, please?" Because, <laughs> because he 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 is, um, he causes the most complaints in my store, and he's never been. <laughs> <laughs> Do a book, and Matt Ward will sign the demons book on Saturday morning. Oh no! It, it, you know, but I, you know, is it? Um, 
Yeah, it was good. I did enjoy it. Did have fun. Um, so I never worked for them, but um, yeah, but when I he was you... no object, I I'd only on gaming center when he was no object. Uh, yeah, I, I was saying to my missus there. I was actually considering this. I was like, you know, if I, if I had the, you know, the what's it called? It's getting late, and I can't remember. But um, if I had the the money, where I could just open up a gaming center, or, you know, on an industrial state, host tournaments, make YouTube content, sell models, that would be that would be my favorite job and i could do that until the end of time um, and i'd be perfectly happy to do that um but capital that's it you need the capital to do it and i um you know hats off to people who can take the risk you know you know put everything they own into it and take that risk and the gamble on on doing it you know putting everything they've got to do it but um Myself, you know, I was talking to uh, my friends about it recently because it's uh, it is definitely something I've been considering, and it's like I've got too much to lose. I feel like I've got too much to lose, you know, with you know, with my you know, my partner and my two kids, and you know, my house and everything. I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to risk that on. Yeah, but on that's a- that's also capital because that's a source of free labor. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you're right. It's how you look at these things. Yeah, you're right. Well, my my sons are four and six months, so it's gonna be a while. Yeah, well, yeah, they'd, they'd be right. They'd be in the uh, the mills this age by uh, <laughs> two hundred years ago, carrying a few um, plastic sprues from one side of the table to the other. That's that's no problem at all. No, but the um, that that's definitely what I'd do. Um, yeah, I'm definitely definitely agree with you. That'd be the perfect job. But um, if I if I, I tell you what, if I won the lottery, the first the first thing I'd do is obviously quit my job, pay off all my debts, and I'd spend a year doing NAFL, right? And and then I'd get bored. I, I personally would get bored after after a year or so, even maybe even less, and. I'd I'd put money into that and I'd do that and and that's what it'd be. But yeah. I'd do it and then I'd run a tournament and only me would be allowed to win. <laughs> I, 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 I think you know the whole running tournaments thing. I've I've run several and I've offered to help like people like Graham and and stuff run tournaments, but I think they think I'll ruin it. If, if 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 I you know I just upset people, it's like yeah, you can't you can't do that. That's not the rules. Are you <laughs> the poacher turned gamekeeper? Like it, <laughs> yeah. as you as a TO, is instead of breaking the tournament, is defending against breaking the tournament. Yeah, it, it's like you know, um, I'm perfectly happy to you know to I, I like I like running tournaments. As I said, I've done a few in the past, and you know you you get to see all the army lists. You know, prior to them turning up, you know, and that's always fun, you know. And then, um, and then you know, you go around and you're talking to people, but also, I think them, I like you know, crunching the numbers between each round because obviously I'm a bit of a number cruncher, but you know, and just you know, resolving conflict, resolving issues, and you know, being a bit of a bookworm helps. So, um, 
Yeah, uh, Graham, if you want to run a tournament again, <laughs> let me know and I'll help you out, man. It's fine. I think you'll, judging by how quick the Cardiff thing ran, uh, sold out, um, I <laughs> think if he, if he were to run one with max capacity, he'd probably, not that he can't do it, but it would be helpful to have someone to help out that amount, number of people. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, and, and, and the other thing as well is, it's like, um, one of the things Graham has, one of the difficult things is when you're running a tournament on your own, is if you have an odd number of people, you have to fill that. And there was an odd number of people. Game one, I could play and he could do the things. And then game two, he could play and I could do the things, you know? So it it's good having, an, a, you know, a, a number of people there, you see. So um... I did, um, I ran one just tiny, like just four of us, because hmm. there's four, four of us who like, is me other fantasy group and two of them live down London and one lives well, up north and I'm here. Um, and we went, we've, so we played um, Triumph and Treachery actually with um, Adam and them. And uh, I said, right, we'll do it because we do something different each time we go down. So we'll run a little tournament. Mm. And um, I'd had no conception of how difficult it is to play, uh, even with just four people, it just play and then do all the admin and decide rule stuff and yeah. you've got to mark the scores and it's not just like you're not just sitting around it's not just ah oh, it's all that up it's like have I fucking hell have I done this right or is this right <laughs> and then and figure out that's not right you haven't scored this properly and I don't like this bit of the comp and like yeah. I copied it directly off Graham so I'm not <laughs> it's not arguable this comp it's in um because people like think it fair enough, they just want to play. Uh, but you're like splitting roles. Like I've got to play this focus on this game, and then I've got to do all the calculations afterwards. Yeah. So to do it with like an actual size tournament, that, that's that's quite an undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And um, you know, I myself find playing five games. Just even if I'm just playing, five, playing five games over two days takes it out of you, especially when you have to drive home on the Sunday. <laughs> um, to, and... get, um, to get tournament, I've found this at everyone I've been to. Uh, I get tournament back after game three. <laughs> uh, back is now curved, and the base of my spine hurts. Like, oh, I've done is stood here and pushed plastic models around. Um, always, the first thing I do is always, I always find a stool. That's the first thing I do. Always find a stool. That's number one objective when I get there. <laughs> and learn how to play sitting down. I, I think morphine is perhaps... <laughs> what, what I do is I always get a banging headache by the end of the first day because it's a lot of noise. You're focusing on your three games. There's a lot of talking. The smell of that many <laughs> nerves in in a confined space is always quite overpowering as well, and um, you know. So by the end of the first day, my head is just ringing. Yeah. So uh, for anybody who's playing that much in one day, and there's, there's a lot going on, there's you know maybe more riding on it. Is I try and drink a bottle of water each game, kind of thing, because. It, it you know keeps you nice and hydrated and stuff like that, and it stops me getting headaches, you know. So um, yeah, it, tournament. There, I thought you were going to say rather than the back. I was like, do you get tournament fatigue? And I'm like, yeah, you know, 
by the end of the third game, I'm knackered. And then people want to go out for dinner or whatever and, and a few drinks on the Saturday night. So you do that. And on a Sunday morning, you just can't be asked because you're tired from the day before. You've probably lost a couple of games, so you're feeling really disheartened. And, you know, you're like, oh, I've got to come in and lose another two games now, you know. And then and then you're like, and then I've got to drive home. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare. So, uh, yeah, definitely get tournament fatigue, yeah. But I haven't had that when I haven't played enough tournaments, so... Oh well, it's, it's my uh, objective to do that. So you're going to Cardiff, yeah? This year? I'm going to Cardiff uh, when and... Triple Crown's announced. I'm hoping to go to that. Oh, James said he would contact me when the tickets come out. I don't know if you saw that, but I was like saying to James on the Facebook post, I was like, "You best save me a ticket." <laughs> yeah, um, so um, it just depends on like if I'm if I'm off, great, no problem. Uh, if I'm not, it depends on how many other people like how many slots they can have for people off. So. Do- no, oh, well, they, they normally have about forty odd people there. Um, about forty people, yeah, about twenty tables they have. I'll try my best to go because that was part two of my New Year's resolution to yeah. win uh, Triple Crown. Well, th- you you're gonna win it off your first. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Oh wow, that's your yeah, first. You know what? If you do that, then you know <laughs> you're a better high up player than I am. <laughs> um, you know, as I said, I came... There's going to be a lot of buys. That's that's how I intend to win it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's, my, my objective is to come... Um, usually it's come higher than James. Right, so James, as I said, is the guy who always has to lose. He's so. you know, right kicking in this, uh, he, this he episode. Does, he does, he, you, know, but, you know, he deserves it. So he, a right of reply episode. <laughs> he, he, he gets a lot of flat, but he deserves it. So, yeah, he... Um, I, the aim is to always come higher than he does, yeah. And then um, uh, the the but this if I was going to make a year's resolution for tournaments is to come higher than Steve, yeah, because Steve yeah. wins a lot. Mm. So mine's a lot more realistic. I think I wanted to be uh, like. Upper lower table, or like lower mid table, but then you're <laughs> optimistic. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, that is fair enough. But it it it's just about practice, and I think if you play one army, like high elves, and that's your army, fair enough. It's playing as many different armies as you can. So before triple crown or any tournament. I'll get like James up for the weekend and we'll play like eight games of Warhammer in two days. Right. But we will play lots of variations of armies because we want to try and get as many different scenarios done and different types of units and different kinds of things. And you know, it's, it's, this it's, a, it's a proper training regime. It's like Rocky. <laughs> just, uh, just turn up with your plastic case and say I'm ready to go. Yeah, and and you know, and I envy those people because they've got you know, there's you know, if they lose them, then so what? You know, whereas, you know, <laughs> me and James, as I said, we're competitive and we acknowledge that, you know, but we're not dicks about it. It's just we want to win. <laughs> <laughs> You're in that fine line between dicks and 
nice people who want to win. <laughs> we're, we're nice. I like to. I'd like to say we're nice people who want to win. That's what I'd like to say we are. Whether we're actually that is 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 different, you know, and that's that's down to perception. But well, find uh, out by attending. Why am I advertising them? They should be advertising me. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a deal, Triple Crown people. We'll do a deal. Why are you going to sponsor them? What with? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the only way they're going to shout you out is if you sponsor them. Well, have I got a hand? Uh, I've got a lot of basing stuff. Do they want that? Well, with your two hundred. Twitter followers, you know, this this army, you know, of people you're getting. I mean, you've bots that have got fake accounts <laughs> that have self-generated. You can uh, get, um, you know, try and get maybe the Sunderland Battle Bunker to sponsor you or something. I, I don't want them to waste my money. Uh, their money, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sponsoring me would just be chucking money down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't say that. On that cheery note, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for talking at maximum length about... Uh, it was mostly fantasy tournaments, wasn't it? So thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to plug your thing again, your toy soldier tales, feel free. Yeah, yeah so um, you can find us on YouTube under Toy Soldier Tales, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram it's all the same toy soldiers tales i was quite lucky to get the same name for everything um, same on only fans as well on only fans as well <laughs> but also I'm, I'm running i'm trying to plug this bit at the moment where um as well is if people send in their army list to toy soldier tales at gmail.com um we you know we will review them and um you know talk about them um, on the channel, so get get your name get your name shouted out. So, um, if you let us know what your army list is and uh, what models you have, then you know we'll um, we'll we'll give you some advice. So, does it just get fed in whatever, and then it feeds out with thirty eight white white lions, Alariel, Banner of the World Dragon, two <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I, you know uh, people ask for advice in their armies. And you know, you see people online, and they go, "Oh, you should buy this, and buy this, and buy this, and buy this." And I just go, "What models have you got?" Yeah, and I try and adjust, yeah, I try and give them tweaks and advice based upon what they've got, rather than telling them go out and spend a hundred quid. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, you don't want um, the company anymore. No, so um, yeah. I will put it all that stuff in the um, text box below because, as you all know, nobody listens to the end of these, so. Um, if you are, you've won a prize of uh, nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, I think when this Wales tournament goes ahead, uh, I think you should come back, unless you never want to do this again, and we can do a sort of tournament roundup um, yeah. of how yeah, the definitely. tournament went. Yeah, that, definitely that'd, can do that. That would yeah. be quite interesting to do. Oh, you can just not. It's, 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 there's no compulsion. Nah, I'll, if you get good feedback on this episode, I'll come back. But if you like, get terrible feedback, then I'll, <laughs> I'll avoid you like the plague. If I get any feedback, it'd be, it'd be good. <laughs> good old man. Um, I'm joking. I, I love my subscribers. Especially bots. The, the bots, only fans. It's all good. Well, thanks, Alan, again for coming on. Uh, You're welcome. We'll see you all next time. Bye.